We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, and through our lens, which can be peppered with a little pepper, a little salt, you know, a little spiciness at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Yay! We are talking about Love After Lockup, episode 20, season four. I got warrants, bruh. Salt and peppers here. Salt, 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 salt and peppers here. You said salt and pepper, so that's what it reminded me. I said salt and pepper? Yeah. When did I say salt? Oh. You said mm-hmm. a little salty, a little peppery. I see what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. You mean, I don't like the word bra. Like riffing. Oh, yeah. Okay. You don't like the word bra. So let me just say, I don't like the word dude, especially the way you spell it. Chris, if you guys don't know anything about Chris, know that she spells it D-O-O-D. Dude. Ugh. Dude. Bruh. You like bruh? I will say bruh before I'll say dude. That dude. That bruh. Oh, I don't know. I mean, listen, maybe this is a generational thing. I will definitely say, like, dude. Those two dudes over there. And I would never be like, those two bruhs over there. But, like. That's not the way to use it. So you would be like, bruh, you're, you're, you're tripping. You know what I'm saying? But you would say those two guys over there. Yeah. And you know I wouldn't be like, dude, you're tripping. Maybe I would say, dude, you're tripping. No, you Bruh, wouldn't. You've never said tripping. Like, I wouldn't be like, I've got warrants, dude. Yeah. Because you're from the Orange County. The county of Orange. Mm-hmm. The county mm-hmm. of Naranja. Sure, sure. Southern California. You know, that's mm-hmm. Southern California. Life, oh my goodness gracious. What a great episode. This really was a fun one for me i don't know i really enjoyed it yeah you know what we we will skip over my favorite couple (laughs) save the best for last do you believe in life after love i had to get it off my chest okay let's start with the stupidest couple chaz and bronwyn (laughs) i dislike them so much and if you guys are not following us on patreon then you're missing out on that picture you saw of them you can follow us on Patreon for $10 a month to see the unedited and video version of what you were hearing in your this, this sweet, sweet audio that's in your ear right now for just $10 a month. Do it, Hans. Patreon.com/docusweeties. Go. Yeah, no, I disagree. I love them. I really love Bronwyn. I can't believe what she's done for us. Like, it makes me really, really excited for Like, I, I, I love it. I just also love Lindsay. Let me talk about it with Chaz and Bronwyn. So he is still in that pineapple hotel, honey, like where it's like, sleep with me and be, and be with me. I don't know what you're doing while like, while like one day, she's like collating that mic. So uh, to do the Patreon, it's only Patreon. So he I, is such like a little beta male that he just like even can't deal with a soda that is obviously was shaken hard and put into a mini bar i mean like it did it looked like it was just like shake and shake and shake i mean brahman must have did it i think that she like did it just being like this will blow up in his face and i think it'll be great Wah. in my mind it was one of those like hard teas like it was one of those like cans of like some kind of hard hard alcoholic beverage tea and he is just such a non-adult like 
I, I rewinded that and watched it twice because I said to myself, if you have something exploding in front of you, why would you run somewhere and allow it to just drip along the floor, a sweet, sticky substance? No, what you do is you just let it explode where it's at so that you can just clean up one spot. But he's gonna run like 20,000 feet to a bathroom so that the thing could just explode the entire way there on the entire, like, and then he takes a rag and cleans it up. And all I was just thinking is this fool, this is why you cannot have a marriage because you don't even know how to not make an entire mess in your home. Or his life, as I think your metaphor works. Yeah, I think that there's nothing hard about this man. So I don't don't believe it was a hard beverage. I think it was just like one of those like yummy, like blood orange San Pellegrino drinks, you know, like you get that is like super sweet. Uh, I don't know. So he is starting to have like some regrets of the of what happened yesterday. And he kind of like goes back and forth with his anxious mind of like, did it have to happen that way? And it could have it happened differently. And can I talk to you know her about it? And like, what actually happened? Because she sort of like manipulated it to make it seem like he was the one at fault. And so I think that he was left with this pervasive, like, what just happened? Am I the one that's fault? Like she thinks that I'm talking to her friends and not like talking to her. I mean, who knows? Whenever it was masterful work. So he's like real, real, you know, anxious about it. And Bronwyn is hanging out with her girl, her girl, Tara. And we have a lot to learn about Tara. Well, I completely forgot that Bronwyn was like a carpenter. One. Two. Her and Tara are high. Three. Tara is no longer wearing a wig, but also has a bad hair dye job. And I'm just like, how do these women who like do... Okay, so what it is, is these are women who are put together. Okay. These are women who hair did, nail did, everything did. But the did is done wrong. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the did, like I see the effort put on, but the effort looks like it was done with a person with a shaky hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so all I can see is just the, the mistakes. I don't know now if Tara's black. I know I questioned her, her if she was black or not. And now I don't know, you know, she was giving Lizzie, remember Lizzie and Scott? She was giving Lizzie and Scott vibes. How can we forget Lizzie and Scott? I mean, they really did make this, this whole entire show for us. Yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, they're at her house trying to put her cabinets back together as they, you know, attempt to do the very first episode. And she, they, we get we get shown into her webcam girl room. And it, listen, I respect a woman who works from home, has her own business, and can create her own space. And that's what she's done simultaneously we see Chaz who is going through the escort site and he is aligning up the fact that her friend must be her friend Tara because they talk about mirrors on the walls and in strategic places and she's like yeah he's like yeah the email is Tara 75 at gmail at hotmail.com it's not even as classy as gmail is that like at hotmail.com and so we're like, oh, he's right. And the producers make sure that they show us that as well at the same time. And so we find out what, Chris? That they work together. They like to work 
together, honey. They are tandem workers. They are buy one, get one, not free, but also you can buy both. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a package deal if you would like that. And they like doing it, you know, which is come over, we'll have fun for an hour. They'll hook up with each other. They'll work you out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it could be a little bit of cardio. Ha ha ha. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. If you and I were to have a space in which we worked in tandem showing off our tootsies for OnlyFans, what would that space look like? Because obviously we wouldn't have our faces in it. Like, we're actors. Yeah, comfortable. I think like a like Shay's lounges, you know, with like plush fabrics in definitely just like fun velvet pillows for us to prop our feetsies on so that we can like take pictures of our feetsies and perhaps I'm trying to think if there's any like it should just be like a foot fitness room so like it should have like a foot roller you know and it should have like maybe one of those hypervolts or something in there it should just be where our footsies go to be pampered and loved because at the same time like if I ever was to do an OnlyFans foot situation which I mean at this point I've talked about it so much in different realms like you would think that I haven't done it yet like what's wrong with me it would definitely not be like stinky feet or like bad looking feet it'd be like the luxe luxe feet you know like I would I'd like to just corner the luxury feet market Mm -hmm. you know what I'm thinking that we would do I think that we would do it in a boudoir you know what I'm saying in my mind it is a, a space. Mm-hmm. It, is a, it is a space that is the center of a walk-in closet. Like this walk-in closet is the size of a master bedroom, right? And so in the center is a chaise lounge. It's a lot of fluffy things. It's a lot of furry things. The colors are gold, white, and some other neutral tones. And there are shoes around us that you could see. You don't see any clothing, but you do see different types of shoes, heels, flats, whatever, whatever strikes your fancies. There's stockings about the place. So there's different accoutrements that we can put in our tootsies. And sometimes our tootsies are touching and sometimes they're not touching. You're welcome, everyone. (laughs) Sometimes there's heels. Sometimes there's... Our feet are touching each other? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Also heels. And also, as we saw in 90 Day Fiance, slightly dirty heels are like a thing too. It's not me. It's not my Mm -hmm. thing. But if somebody said, just go walk outside, not muddy, not like black foot of the like Appalachian Mountains. But I'm saying if somebody said, I will pay you an extra 500 just to have slightly brown souls anyways <laughs> uh i'd be like mm, go somewhere else this is not your content i know i would do 500 absolutely 500 so this is this is from a woman who this chris obviously i listen i'm singing for my supper okay if you're gonna give me extra 500 dollars. i'm gonna walk outside barefoot and come in and show you the picture if you want to join Christine's Christine's feet zines, you know, that'll be what you get from me. So, okay, we're moving on. Can you believe it or not? And by moving on, I mean, have, have we even talked about anything at all? I mean, I mean, we okay, did. We so, talked about the fact that they're escort partners and then guess who Tara's roommate is. That's very convenient for our girl Branwyn. It is Yola, Yolanda, but a guy, Eastern European gentleman with many face tattoos. Oh my God. Hi, just coming through the door and we don't know. It's like when we see him, it is, it's so many. I mean, it is like, what? 
do you look like who are you there's like a little cross in the middle of his like forehead there's like four or five teardrops the kind of teardrops that we're supposed to be led to believe that he's killed people for those teardrops like each on each eye you know what i'm saying under one of the eye looks like arabic writing but that feels off brand for him like he's been in jail for a long time and he looks just like i don't know what to tell you other than like aryan nation and you know like he looks like he's had to like he's very skinny he's a tiny man he's a tiny small skinny skinny man i mean he he makes this person look like a goliath anyway well Listen, i'm gonna tell what? you right now i've never had respect for bronwyn but after this man walked through the door and she was so giddy with her fake ass high pony i was like oh you're not to be trusted bitch this this is not a kevin like a kevin yes this man is beneath kevin okay in every way in every bad boy way. This is a person who not only is a bad boy because of the facial tattoos. Like Kevin doesn't have any facial tattoos, does he? I don't know. He's scarred, but there's no facial tattoos. Because here's the truth. Unless you're Travis Barker, you can have a face tattoo and actually do something with your life. This man mm -hmm. has no talent. This man has fumbled the bag and the bag being Bronwyn. If you had such a beauty on your arm, and you two were doing meth or whatever you do together. And she was working in the, you know, sex work industry. So she's making a pretty penny. And you couldn't even be the man she needed you to be because you're that much of a pussy. Then, like, you deserve nothing to come your way. And that man is a pussy. And he deserves nothing. I said it. Oh, honey. And then she's going to drink her La Croix X, you know. Oh, it's tangerine flavored. Oh, honey, remember that movie Tangerine that was shot on the iPhone? Great. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, basically, Bronwyn just realized, like, it's just a whole week. We realized that the woman that was crying to Chaz to, like, not take Bronwyn away is, like, basically her, like, partner, you know, like, or madam. We're not quite sure. You know, it could be madam. You know, Tara could be just, like, running the whole situation. You know, like, that Bronwyn and Yola, Yola, yeah, Yola worked together, but, like, basically, she had, like, a surprise visit from her PO officer and then Viola, who I'm sure was just high as a kite on whatever, just runs away from Bronwyn's PO officer. And then thusly Bronwyn, you know, like gets charged and like serves two years because he ran, which is crazy. Yeah. And she's willing to forgive this felon. Forgive him of everything. She's a whole fool. Okay, but she's also been making Chaz to be a fool. So listen, you know, like this is how life, love works, you know? Like yeah. this is someone. Did you, did you notice that when he walks into the kitchen, he's like, Mama? Mama? I was like, what the fuck did he just say? Mama? <laughs> what did that man say? He doesn't, he's not from the South. They're from Portland. I mean, Chris, did you ever think that Portland, Oregon? No. Was, I never. I would have never thought that this man came from Portland, Oregon. I just think Portland, yeah, Oregon Adam. is being so granola, so LGBTQ friendly, and just so just like boring AF white folks of the West. And to know that this element is moving about, banding about the joint, as I say, is just so right. interesting. There were moments wa, where I was like, oh, I wonder if this person, if, if Yola was like born a female. Oh. Muy interesante. But, 
there were moments of of yeah i was like i think that yola might be like the a really like super mask presenting person but we but we don't know anyway so let's because, move on yeah let's move on to do i do Brittany and ray yeah so they have a conversation about strippers and what they did the night before Mm-hmm. And truthfully, Brittany and Ray are the new Brittany and Marcelino to the age, to the age, you know, like they are just a couple who obviously are doing well mm-hmm. and a couple who are just creating antics for the show. And I'm actually yeah. here for it, except for, I don't know what's happening with Brittany and Marcelino because we haven't seen them in two episodes, but so they talk about, you know, what they did at their perspective bachelorette parties and Ray's like no it wasn't anything crazy and she was like exactly where was the stripper booty was the stripper booty on your lap was the stripper booty hands away like where was the booty in your face and he was mm-hmm. like oh, I don't really know where the booty was in my face but um where you been at and then she's like I want to see a lawyer and this conversation with the lawyer was great what did you think of the conversation with the lawyer I mean, yeah, like, it's weird because I thought that she was going to be, anyway, I thought she was going to be talked into, like, doing it, you know what I'm saying, after this conversation with the lawyer, and then I I always think that prenup is a great idea. Basically, she gets home, and she's like, so I went to go see the lawyer, and the lawyer said that, you know, according to law, like, everything that prenup was going to say is basically what is law already, so why not just, like, do it and put in, you know, writing, extra writing, you know, but, and, you know, that his restitution would never be passed on to her and it wouldn't also be the responsibility of their kids if they have any and basically then she's like so we don't need to get one and i was like oh oh that's what you took from that oh i mean that's what i took from it too i mean she's not in california because california would just split everything california is not a divorce friendly state and so for me it makes sense if you live in california to do that because again it will split everything from the beginning of time. I mean, I don't know that. I'm just making this up. But yeah, it's not true. <laughs> Texas will <laughs> Texas will do it to where what's yours is yours, like from previous of the marriage and what's whatever. So the restitution will never be passed on. And I imagine that her family's land, because it'll go down to her, will never go down to him should. Right that happened that's the most important asset that she has is the familial land so it will only maternally pass to her children and it won't go to him if they don't end up making it and now, so that's also point, know. yeah at one point she's like now do you have any extra money or any extra uh, any assets laying around that like you just like you know like at the height of everything that you like you know hid and the way that he says no made me think yes because he was like oh, no I, I, don't, I don't have anything i don't have any hidden uh, like offshore bank accounts and i was like i mean i'm no like lie detector test honey but you're no steve from blue's clues but here's the truth though why would he ever admit that on tv this was a crazy ass question for hair to ask her on a recorded device like no 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 if i first of all i don't think he has he said i don't have any offshore but that doesn't mean that he don't got a treasure buried in his mima's backyard you know, that grandma really loves him. A treasure so he buried. He got oh. like a 50K buried in that grandma backyard. Really? That's what I, I want love for him. I love that for him and her, you know? I love that for her. Like, 
Of course, like if she he has any hidden money. Now, with inflation, it's not going to be worth as much if they don't go ahead and big it, dig it up, big it up, dig it up, and use it, it up, dig it up, make it bigger. Yeah, that's how you. That's how you, if you dig it up and put it in the market and get like a good return, you'll be bigging it up. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. But so she basically is like, listen, I love him, but I don't trust him. I don't trust anybody completely. And I said, first of all, you seem like somebody who wants to trust somebody completely. Me personally, mm-hmm. because I'm jaded, I'm a jaded ass biatch, is that I don't trust anybody completely because like she says, people are often selfish and go for their own self-interest. But I don't feel like Ray is that. I feel like Ray had his time for adventure. Ray had his time for shenanigans. And I think at this point in his life, he is like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And I just believe that in him. You know who I think is kind of like, maybe like that, but I'm not quite sure, or thinks he's like that, but we don't know if it's completely out of his system, is a little bit of Chance and Taylor. You know, like Chance also kind of wants to like start his life real fast and just like be on the road to life, you know, but anyway. Yeah. Let's move on to that. Okay. Yeah, like I think that Chance is an addict, and I think he exhibits addictive behavior in every aspect of his life. Yeah. Also, the picture, like the picture of these two people, seem like they go together, but the reality is is different for me. So <laughs> yeah, basically, he's talking to his friend over like what he should do with his life and feeling like Taylor doesn't want to get married, you know, and is making him feel crazy about that. And so they're eating and they over they they keep eating. And they have like chips they're eating and they just keep kind of squishing the bags over. But do you notice the bags? Like one was like Doritos and one was like, I think sour cream and onion rough ruffles with ridges. Why? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't recall that scene at all. My first thing I recall is her in the car with him going to the, ultrasound people and she refusing to be bullied so i'm gonna let you talk about the chips uh what's your favorite kind of chip though well like what would you like if you're you have to give a basic chip too like what's gonna be you have to give a chip that's like gonna be at a 7-eleven okay a 7-eleven chip is obviously gonna be based on my bamboo earrings and my bonnet or flaming hot cheetos bitch like i don't know why you would even ask me that fucking question okay mm-hmm. flaming hot motherfucking cheetos Okay. okay. I can't have flaming hot Cheetos. I'm gonna have flaming hot puffs because I recently discovered them and they're delicious. If I can't have flaming hot puffs, I'm gonna have flaming hot funyuns. If I can't have flaming hot funyuns, then I'm gonna have sour cream and onion lays. Lays. Sour cream and onion lays. Okay. I mean, I none of these or anything I want. So I'm so happy for you. The, the, the spicy thing I want is the jalapeno cheddar. Jalapeno cheddar Cheetos are pretty damn good, but not the, the other ones are not. Go ahead, walk. You want to say something else? Wait, wait. Wait, you said that Flaming Hot Cheetos aren't good? Mm-mm. I'll take the cheddar jalapeno ones over the Flaming Hot Cheeto one. And they're like not orangey red. They're like just regular orange. I know what they look like. Here's the truth. This proves the point that you are not Mexican or black <laughs> from Southern California. Because let me tell you right now, the breakfast of champions for a Southern Californian, possibly a New York and black person and, and Latina is going to be flaming hot Cheetos and some kind of soda. So whether breakfast? that's squirt, 
or whether that's, um, yeah, breakfast. Like on the way to school, we stop at a liquor store. Now, if you're in New York City, you can go on ahead and get a bacon, egg, and cheese, right? If you're in LA, you might be able to have a donuts shop that'll sell you a bacon, egg, and cheese. But for the most part, you get to school a little early. You get a 25-cent bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos. And if you're in an area where there's a large amount of Latinos, you might get a little lemon to squeeze on those Flaming Hot Cheetos. And then you're going to get some kind of soda. It's either going to be Squirt or Cactus Cooler to wash it all down with. But I'm like Flaming Hot Cheetos. And I didn't even know this. I love the Flaming Hot Cheetos just off of GP, just off of life. So that's why. Now we know. Now we all know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm so sorry. I don't, but I get you different and I, and I, different community, different group. It's fine. You, K-Rock, you were listening to K-Rock. I was listening yeah. to Kiss and, or big boy in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do know. And you were better for it. You know, like mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I had a certain time in my life where I just was whatever, but That's I like it's cheddar, valid. sour, onion. I validate, I like you or, validate your, ex, your experience. I validate you and your experience. Go ahead. Cheddar and sour cream and onion ruffles were like my go-to and also like cool, cool ranch Doritos, obviously very intense. Great for me. <sighs> yeah. Cool ranch Doritos. Cool ranch Doritos, great choice. And then like I would drink it with like a Sprite, you know, like I would always like get a Sprite. Not a squirt? Not a cactus Mm-mm. cooler? No, babe. No. I was like all Sprite all the time. Oh my God. What about chili cheese Fritos? I don't like Fritos. <gasps> Okay, continue. I know. Okay, so when we're talking about Taylor and Chance, we talk about the chips, which you talked about. And then, yeah, as Wa said, Taylor and then Chance were in the car. They're going to her ultrasound. And, you know, it's just, it's very much a situation where he wants to make her feel guilty and bad for not jumping into a wedding with him when he is like, and we're getting married and I've been doing everything that you want me to do. And like, why can't we just all do this? And I want to buy the house and like all the, the truck. And I wish that she would give her reasonings are just like, I just want to be happy. And I just want to like, you know, not be stressed and have the baby. And then she like, I think is the first time that she's giving him this other you know, like theory, which is, is she's afraid of losing the baby because she's lost a baby before. And specifically the baby that she lost was a male baby, uh, her son. She has three other daughters. They had a little cute scene also with like the daughters and all shopping where she's like, what do you want kids? Like what kind of, you know, baby sibling do you want? They're all like, boy, look at us, boy, boy, give us a boy. Are you insane? You know? And like, he's like, what, what do you think I want? They're like, we don't care what you want. Yeah, they would love a little boy, though. I know it. They would treat that boy with, like, all the best intentions. To have three older sisters, like, that boy would be so freaking lucky. Also, I love that Taylor is just, like, the silent, I won't be bullied. Because Chance is really trying to force her to do some stuff. And she's like, listen, I can't trust you, okay? And so regardless of whatever it is that you are going to say to me, the answer is no. You're trying to do shit that I don't want you to do. And I'm not going to be bullied into it. Like, I know what it takes to survive in life. I've gone through heartbreak. You are the one who doesn't know what life is like because you've been in prison in and out of your life for the last X amount of years. So I'm not going to let you bully me into anything. Next, they go to a, her ultrasound, which is so different than what my ultrasound would be. I'm not saying 
that I would ever close. I've had a several ultrasounds in my life. And you, as we all know, it wasn't successful for me with the IVF. But she's gone to a place yeah. that's separate from her doctor's office, which is so interesting because it's not my experience. And I'm wondering how pregnant is she? And I love the fact that the baby is healthy and happy and that Chance goes there with her and that the lady at the front desk is super nice. This is one of the most... Oh, she's tired? <laughs> right you're right you're right i am go on this is one of the nicest interactions i've seen on this show between a supplementary character and a main character and i was really here for it and then they go in they don't want to know the gender of the baby and then a producer whispers in this man's ear and tells him to ask for something outrageous and he acquiesces and taylor gets up and goes to the bathroom and he asks the lady if there could be a paternity test. Now we all know that this woman is not about to do a paternity test right here in this moment because a paternity test on a pregnant woman requires a giant needle being put into the amniotic fluid and pulled out and then tested. Regular people who don't have like suspicious circumstances or don't know who their baby daddy is or whatever, wait until after the baby is born to get the paternity test because it's dangerous for the baby to have a needle puncture the amniotic sac in order to get out the fluid in order to test it for paternity and so why why is he getting that though like oh because he he said that she's harboring some kind of secret he feels like because she doesn't want to get married right away that she must be harboring some kind of secret and i was like what the fuck no, it just means that she's a responsible human and you are an idiot. Yeah, he even says again that he's just like so amped up about like being out of prison and that he just wants to start his life. So he wants to get married right away and have a kid right away and get the house right away and have a car with the rims right away that he wants. Like, you know, like it's like he needs to like get everything done because he, I guess, yeah, as I said, was gone for a little bit or whatever. Which is compulsive, and, crazy, addictive behavior. Yeah. And as someone who has only waited her whole life for anything to happen my answer is no you don't you know yeah all right let's move on to Deontay and Lindsay your favorite favorite. all right so if you guys are like at all interested in supporting us you can go to patreon.com slash docusweeties ten dollars a month so you can see the pictures and the facial expressions also you can follow us on various social medias and of course it's obviously docusweeties absolutely we talk about how good Lindsay looks in this picture like I love Lindsay you know like I really want the best for her so Lindsay's doing really well on Instagram right now she goes live people are into it I want her to get all the cameos she can possibly get so she could be the best mom to Miley Grace as possible and she don't have to depend on a man agreed agreed so you know they are Coming up right off of their big yelling match in the middle of the street between Deontay and Lindsay when they were saying, bitch, I was overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Bitch, I was overwhelmed too. You know, like. Which I thought was disrespectful of Deontay to say. The truth of the matter is a couple of things. Is at the end of the day, no one should be with anyone right after they get out of prison. They should just figure it out, you know. But Lindsay, in all of her charm, just has men throwing themselves at her. You know what I'm saying? She can't stop. You know, she can't, can't stop, won't stop. 
So Deontay is feeling really down on himself because he, you know, let his heart get broke again by the same type of person that he just keeps going back to. Um, and, you know, she has called her, she's called Noah's Blaine to be like, come pick me up. And then she calls her mom and her mom and her are having a conversation. And then Deontay like comes up and she's like, mom, I'm going to, I'm going to have to call you back. And her Deontay, like, I know, like, talk or whatever and then blaine just pulls up you know like and it's just suddenly real messy and Lindsay starts to get this kind of like feeling like deontay you shouldn't be doing things in public because like i've got you know as we know the title of the show i've got warrants bruh and if you are like acting up in public like i could get you know taken away what well the truth is is that it's blaine who's the person who's causing the issue Deontay tries to push Blaine off several times and Blaine is like, no, no, let's talk about it. And I'm like, Blaine, go ahead and take your crackhead ass back because the truth is, is that he is. Like, the truth is, is that, yes, Blaine is obviously a person who had some kind of meth or and or crack addiction, right? Based on the jaw movement and based on the like, right? And so we know that. And Deontay is obviously somebody who is in the military, is a stand-up citizen in mountains and mountains of debt, however, has never been in prison and only wants to save a hoe. So he has the upper hand in this situation. And I don't know why Blaine felt the need to get out of his car, which is obviously different than the car that he drives leisurely. He had a truck. And so it just, it just felt like silly because she's like, I don't need Blaine to do this. And even Deontay is like, you can go on and have her, girl. You can go on and have her. I don't need, I don't want her, Blaine, take her. And Blaine forces Deontay to be who he is in that moment. And I just am like, Blaine, she got warrants. You are an ex-con. The only thing that y'all have above him is that you two are WT from Mississippi and he is a black man from Virginia. So he had no business being there. And I felt a little bit like Blaine tried to use that to his advantage because Deontay wanted no smoke. He was ready to let her go. I completely agree because at that point, Blaine, like leaving the car, wasn't like Deontay being like yelling at him or, you know, he basically was like, you won, you know, you got her, you know, like Blaine just like wanted to like have like a last minute, like dick contest with, you know, Deontay. And... The truth is we know that Blaine's dick is not as big as Deontay's. I mean, here's the truth. Yeah. We know it. Okay. She said yeah. it. He said it. We know it. There's no contest and to be heard. I felt bad when Deontay was like, are you with Blaine? And she's like, yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, I'm dumb. You know, like she... Well, she didn't say that. She says, of course, I have feelings for Blaine. She never admitted. She never said that they had sex or they did anything or whatever. And so he just created this. And so I felt like he was at the center of his own demise. Lindsay wasn't in my proudest moment. I feel like Lindsay wasn't doing the Lord's work that Lindsay could do in this scene, which is like be at her utmost powerful and strong. She kind of let it get too far and too fast with Deontay when she knew that she was like not into it. She should have just like had, she should have just called him when he left and she realized that he was calling too much and break up with him while he was miles and miles away and never let him come here. Like the producers are doing the producering. So yeah, you're right. But like, then what storyline would she have? You're right. I mean, like re- redecorating Blaine's house. So, yeah. let's else on about them. Destiny, Sean, and Kelly. 
who refuses to blend her eye makeup even as she's on her way to sleep. Oh, Destiny, Destiny's roommate and Destiny's roommate roommate's mom like have a baby shower for her, but it's just the three of them. And I thought to myself, why did they invite Destiny's mom? It's the saddest little thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like it's a cool little tink tink. And then we find out something that I think I knew, but I wasn't ever really expanded on in prior seasons is that this is destiny's sixth child i mean chris i told you destiny was a pos yeah and the fact is is that she is has she was a pos before i knew she had children the fact that this woman has engineered a whole situation in which she is shitting on this man who only tried to ever help her, but lied to her because he's a fucking idiot. And this woman has five children that she does not have custody of. And she's like, oh, my kids are all with family friends, as though she should be proud that they're not in the system. That some of them are with friends, some of them are with in-laws, some of them are with the baby daddies. And that when she has time, or they are willing, she sees them. I don't need, I literally, because I don't have anything positive to say about her. This is the first time that she's ever had a baby shower. And it is the saddest little showing of baby showers. And listen, I know that the whole idea is that people make mistakes and they should be forgiven. But I truly do not, I don't, I don't live under that, that auspice. That's the wrong word. I don't live under that delusion. I think that you get so many opportunities to make mistakes and I completely don't forgive women who get pregnant time after time while high on drugs or making or committing crimes and continue to allow children to suffer because of their bad choices. And I understand that Destiny went through what she went through, but it's just like the fact that she has a relationship with her mother and her kids don't have a relationship with her is just it's just deplorable for me and I don't I truly you know am just going to be a negative Nancy when talking about her going forward she's a terrible person and the fact that she calls Sean and asks him for money even after she just finished saying she's going to leave him alone she still calls him and says hey I need and he finally hangs up on her which is because his curiosity but hey what did you think what did you think of his conversation with Kelly in the liquor store it was very confusing. I like didn't know why they were even calling each other. You know, like why why are you not like on your f- having honeymoon, like living your life? You know, but like she calls him, he picks up. He's like, "Oh, you have blue hair, just like I'm blue." You just got married, you know. But it's like he is sad over Gracie and how the kids are hating him, you know, and like everything. So he's like trying to like get Kelly to be. I think also on his good graces or he wants to be in the good graces of Kelly so that that radiates to his kids, maybe. What do you think? No, I definitely agree. And I wanted to know what he was getting from the liquor store and he got nothing. And it was really sad for me. But I, yeah, the fact that he's like, oh, your hair is blue. And that she kind of consoles him through his feelings and that, you know, you know, tells him that Gracie is doing okay. And that, He's like, I want to go out there and see the kids. And she's like, that would be fine if you could do that. And then he gets home and he doesn't tell Sarah that he wants to go home and see his kids. 
He tells mm-hmm. Sarah that he wants to take the boys out or the guys out for a meal. And she's like, why isn't your company paying for it? Why do you have to pay for it? Like she has the purse, which I think is Smart. right. However, yeah. I just I just want her to blend her eyeshadow. I feel like it's not too much for me to ask for her to actually blend some shit together. And so she basically makes him feel like an idiot for wanting to spend money on his co- on his like subordinates but doesn't tell her like I want to go see my kid and I don't understand why it's like he just he just like just feeds a bunch of misinformation and so we get a scene where she looks quite bitchy and quite miserly with the with the purses with the purse strings and it's unnecessary and I think again he's setting that up because he won't just be honest he's a liar also, I think it's like a great reason for him not to give Destiny money, like, you know, like, or anything like he could just be like, oh, you know, Sarah has the purse strings. But I also think that she is smarter. And the fact that he says so is so funny. He's like, yeah, she's just smarter about that stuff and everything else. And pretty much she does everything better than me. She like, she thinks about things first. So yeah. I'm like, how are, how did you, how do you even have some? like subordinates you, you you are so dumb you know what i'm saying like who who how do you manage anybody you can't even manage yourself true but yeah she won't ever bl- blend her eyeshadow i mean even though that it would just be like a real simple like you know brush that she could just put on the budget i mean i would you know we could send her a recommendation i uh, yeah it's it's interesting you know like i just want to get these lovely women just like some charlotte tilbury eyeshadow palettes and then just like some fluffy brushes like really you know big what? fluffy brushes you know you and just give them charlotte tilbury Chris. it's too expensive you just want to give them elf like you know what i'm saying just give them like something very ultra manageable it's just a th- yeah but like something like that blends well like natasha denona which is very expensive or like huda you know like something that would like blend really well so like what about Mac? That's less. That's less than Natasha Denona. I know. Yeah, I have. Yeah, you could do that. As long as, again, the brushes are fluffy. There's one that's contoured for contour, just like fluffy ones to do, you know, blend. You know, a Morphe brush. You could do that. That's mid-level. Yeah. You know, listen, Sigma, Morphe, sure. Sigma. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. Listen, whatever from... I'll get the blend text, blend techniques. What's the one from Real Technique? Yeah, Real Techniques. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a Real Technique, honey. You don't think I like a Real Technique? I love a Real Technique. Anyway. Yeah. You're not telling them anything they can't find in CVS. Sure. Or Ulta. We have two more peeps to go. Yeah. We're doing well. On the docket are our girls. Pups and M's. Or as you called her last episode, Pupai. I love puppy. Like, I really do. Like, you know, like, I get puppy. Like, I get puppy's eyes. I get puppy's eyebrows. I get puppy's eyelashes. You know, like, I feel like I am a puppy. Like, don't you kind of think that, like, I'm a little bit kind of, like, puppy-esque? It's just that I have a little more, like, backbone to me, I guess, because I've had a better, you know, lot in life or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Here's the truth. I think that the producers think that we're fools because they show us pictures or scenes of puppy with eye with an eyebrow completed on the right side and then they show us scenes with puppies before her makeup i took pictures of it but i guess i deleted it 
So we have the scene where Amber is at the house with TC and she's already decided to be done with Puppy. But Puppy mm-hmm. calls her and is like, bitch, we, you are not done with me. First of all, come over. Hi. Yeah, right yeah. now. We haven't talked in a long time. I get it. You were upset with me that night where you tried to like reach for my neck. However, there's n- new things have entered the chat. And so I require your assistance as my friend. Yeah. And so then she hangs up with her. And TC's like, what's going on with that? And she's like, I gotta go see Puppy. And TC's like, well, you know, I don't care about the, the Eric uh, Puppy situation. And Amber's like, well, you know, I gotta go see her. So she goes over to the house. And she's like, put, picks the key up. And Puppy's like, you know where the key is. Just come over here. So she gets the key from underneath the mat. She goes into the house and she sees a bunch of shot glasses and she's like, WTF. And she gets into the room and she finds out that Puppy is currently in the process of miscarrying her bebe. She found out that she was miscarrying when she went to the hospital and for her like first checkup. And Eric, Eric left because he has shit to do. It's really, really sad. Like she barely can move. And this is like one of the eyebrows that we're talking about. And mm-hmm. It made me, yeah. It, so there's not, so yeah, there's not a lot there at all. So when, so she's drawing them in like hook, line, and sinker the entire time. And like, you know, I mean, listen, it's hard out there without having eyebrows. You have to do something about it. And there's just like, you know, there's the tattooing, there's the microblading you can do. I, I would recommend microblading. Oh, for sure. I think it'd be a really great look. You know, yeah, but-, but they give us like a little scene that's so quick, Chris, that you don't recognize it. Maybe you didn't recognize it of her like wiping her tears and they throw it in there as though it happens while Amber is there. And it isn't because we see her with full makeup after she's just come from the thing. And then all of a sudden it's like less an eyebrow. So Amber gets there. She tells her and Amber's like, I've been through it. I love you, girl. Like, we, you know, we're sisters. And I want to be there to support you. And she consoles her in only the way that Amber can. Then she goes to wherever it is that TC is working. And they have like a brief conversation about his political leanings, her political leanings, and what they would do now if she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And they, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 100% honest. Okay. The only thing I kept thinking is, why is it so hard for me to have somebody who loves me? <laughs> oh, wow. Was in, okay, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, why? And, listen, Amber is an ex-con and she finds this man who has no record, who is just raw dogging her to where she can look at him in this eye and have a conversation with him about what happens if she gets pregnant. And I'm just like, that's not my life at all. Like, I, yeah. I, I've been dating Nothing. somebody for six months and I have literally no idea where this is going like all i'm like is like listen this person lets me love on them so i'm gonna love on them to the best of my ability until like this goes wherever it goes i don't have no i have no idea no idea and like somebody who has like argued in front of your kids somebody who has tried to choke their friend out somebody who has a record who used to do drugs who used to sell drugs like you are fully in a committed relationship with this person after what three months Mm-hmm. And I'm over here just like single, no kids, independent, has a savings, has a plan, has a skill set, 
is talented. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, fucking not. Let me tell you right now. Yeah. I have a belly right now, but 30 pounds lighter, this ass, you'd want it. I want it now, you know? Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. So I don't have to tell you about that. Life is hard. But, and I... <laughs> I don't have all the answers and if i did um i would write a book and then i'd be a million millionaire i mean a millionaire a millionaire the moment we figure it out chris we're writing a book it's in tandem, it's it's in tandem. i will yeah. just be your editor it is i don't have to be your editor i'll just be your friend through it and you just take me on on book tours with you and it'll just be like a docu sweeties come meet juan chris book tour where you can sell, you, you can buy our only few pictures that we take at our boudoir together. Okay, <laughs> our final coupal is Wad's favorite and not mine, but Kevin and Tiffany. Oh, How is this not your favorite? I, I truly want, the time that he's sitting in this talking to Kayla, but not his Kayla, Tiffany's Kayla, and he's like, I don't really know. She not done with me. Okay, wait, listen, listen I don't care. I'm going out of order. This man sits across from another woman's best friend and tells that another woman's best friend, I don't give a fuck what you say. Tiffany is still mine. The the audacity, the possessiveness. I want a man to want me as much as Kevin wants Tiffany. I know that he treats her poorly. I know that he is doing the dirts. But just that insistent that you are his that's all i want is to someone to want to possess me and own me and take me over well you're mine while you know that anyway so i loved him going to tiffany's work and just like going to like whoever the bartender is and being like is tiffany here and then you know she like knows everything like you know like tiffany has probably told every person in her mnf and like life so that girl knows she's like Kevin's here. Like, you know that she like texted like three other people, like, oh my God, Kevin's here. Ha ha ha. So also say this. So then yes. Yeah, so then he now I can't remember the chips conversation happened with him and his friend about Tiffany. I don't know. Maybe no, him and his friend had a conversation where there was like rum or mojito or something given out. And I think there um, might have been there. Either might have, listen, I'm not quite sure where the chips happened. You guys tell us. Please, please, please tell us what who ate the chips. Um, but then he's like, yeah, like I'm going to go talk to her friend Kayla or whatever. And I'll tell you when her friend Kayla. Specifically dumbass Kayla. Then he says <laughs> dumbass Kayla. <laughs> when dumbass Kayla sits down, for a moment I'm like, oh, she's in love with him. Because she sat down like this, like, hey, hi, how are you? I mean, he's hot as fuck. And he's like, hey, you know. And then they get into this like conversation of like, where's Tiffany? And she's like, well, why would you expect to see her again after what you did? And he's like, I'm not aware of anything I done did. And Wa was like, in look at <laughs> Wa looks <laughs> at Kevin and Put the, the down. This is what I, I want people on Patreon to see what I was like the whole time. Just dead, dead over dead. Just licking her lips, licking every part of her teeth, just like sucking her teeth, sucking her lips. Like she loves this man. Listen, he has gray eyes, you know, like and he this beard does work, you know, it covers a multitude of sins, as my grandma would say, you know, like there's a lot of eyebrows there. Like, you know, you can get you can do with them what you will, you know, like wah, just I mean, 
that's what I said. Like, even this other Kayla was like, my God, being in his presence is just too much for me. Because you know, like, he's also, he's just like an evader of the truth. He's like, what text? I see no text. And she's like, you don't see no text? He's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. There's not-. Then he looks at the camera and his confessionals. He's like, there ain't nothing that Tiffany should know that I did that she should know of. I ain't done nothing that she should know of. And I said, ah, oh, man, after my line ass man, after my own heart. I mean, he is upset because Tiffany has to answer the phone in three to four days. And so he goes to his homie's house. And the homie ain't shit. Like, we don't care about this homie. And he even calls the jail to ask if maybe Tiffany is in jail. But he meets with her dumbass friend Kayla in order to figure oh, it out. Yeah, and the then- chips conversation was this one. It was That was where the chips were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. I don't remember that. Do you hear a dog? Yeah. It's the next door neighbor's dog. I didn't realize it was that loud. It was just so loud. I'm sorry for the people. It's not me. It's the next door neighbor's dog. I don't know what's happening. It's too late for that dog to be yapping. Go to bed, dog. Go to bed. No. So then he sits there and he does the same game that he does with Tiffany and all women to Kayla. And Kayla's like, listen, I don't have a dog in this fight. You're fine, but you're not for me. And so she's like, you know what? Kayla got a video or... I put myself on mute. You go ahead and explain what happened. That's so funny. That's so funny. Like, what happened with Kevin, honey? And that dog was like, what, 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 let me tell you what? You know, God bless. So basically, yeah, Kayla's like, after the video that Tiffany got, and he's like, what video about Kayla? What'd you do after you dropped Tiffany off at work? Went back to my house. Did anyone else was at your house, Kevin? No. Was Kayla at your house? Might have stopped by. Oh, so Kayla was also there, maybe. And did you get in the shower? And then, like, did Kayla take a video of you both in the shower and then send it to Tiffany? And he was like, see, the part is, all of this is true, right? And Kayla's the one that usually is following him. But in this situation, he doesn't understand how Tiffany would know of that. Was Tiffany in his closet looking? Like, he doesn't understand. He's, like, the dumbest Dum dum that like is wah want so bad that women are just chasing after wah. He's the dumb 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 that ever dumbed a dumb. But we love him because the mm-hmm. truth is he doesn't know what's happened. I mean, he's not gonna check his deleted folder because he doesn't know what exists on his iPhone. And I don't so think he, wait, you really delete one video from a text yes, chain. You can here. Let me go to let's go to our do- our our thing. Okay, Chris Fair attachment. Okay, you see this attachment you sent I sent you? I can, okay, done. I can hold it down and then it says more and then you hold down more and you see that it's Ooh, a it's, trash can. Yeah. yeah, you just trash it away. Oh, so you can. So yeah, she yeah. did. It's like, it was genius because he like, even like he screenshots his text like, I didn't send her no video. And then like the producers are like, all right, Kevin, could Ayla have gotten your phone and texted him the video? And then delete that text, Kevin. Do you think that could have happened, Kevin? And Kevin's like, no. I don't know, plausible deniability. So I'm not going to go look for it and see it because then I know what happened. So what I'm going to say is that it didn't happen because plausible a deniability. And so then um, Kayla, I'm not aware of that. <laughs> Sorry. Kayla is 100% giggling because she loves the fact. She loves what I love. She sees it. She loves it. And so then he's like, what do I got to do? Who is she with? She moved on. Do I got to beat somebody else up? And I said, this man will, no one will ever be able to take away from him that he knocked a pussy ass out. 
No one will ever be able to walk away and take that from him. They have to be somebody else up. And he's and Kayla's like, no, she's done with you. And he's like, she isn't done with me. I'm not done with her. I know where the fuck she works. And I know where she lives. She not done. And I said, he wants them both. And I, that means that I think you are correct. And that there eventually will be a Tiffany Kayla threesome. And I'm oh, here yeah. for them. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for them. I just I just feel like we saw his boxer briefs in last episode and they blurted out. They blurted out because there was something to blur out. And I'm happy for all parties involved. Wow. Can you believe it's the end of a thrilling hour of this episode of Love After Lockup, but also our own just dreams and desires, just, you know, rimming story with tangent and, and couple with, you know, truth, inner truth. It's been a real great episode. We are excited as this season just continues. And there's also the Life After Lockup parts that are coming also, which also look fantastic. I want to watch the Life After Lockup too. I don't quite understand if it's the next season or does it just go into it i who knows right do we know we are watching life after lockup so i'm not sure what you're talking about because i watch it on youtube so i don't see any commercials so you're mm. either talking about love during lockup or you're talking about the regular season of life after lockup i think i'm talking love about after lockup. i think i'm talking about love during lockup or is okay yeah so in love during lockup is there a woman like on FaceTime with a man and dancing and like doing stuff? Yes. Okay, that's love during lockup. So this is the prequel. It's the before the 90 days as okay, a reference. So yeah, no, I, and it's great. Matt Sharp has given us before the 90 days, 90 day fiance, 90 day fiance, happily ever after, and 90 day fiance, single life. Now we've got love during lockup, love after lockup, and life after lockup. Thank you, Matt Sharp. You know. I mean, God bless them. So we want to thank you guys so much for joining us. And as I've been saying throughout this episode, you can see the unedited video version of this on patreon.com slash docusweets. Thank you so much for those of you who are patrons. So if you guys are at all interested in that content, it's $10 a month. And if you have any suggestions, if you are a patron and you want to like to see something else from us, let us know. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on. So we'll see if we can do it. But we want to honor you who are financially supporting us and the editing of these videos chris also if you can't do that but you are enjoying this podcast and i'm so thankful if, if you're listening at all and thank you so much for your engagement at all feel free to go ahead and give us five stars god bless god bless also we exist on social media you can follow us on instagram or doc sweeties and twitter it's doc sweeties one as well as on tiktok which is Ducky Sweeties one as well. And thank you so much again, you guys. And we are going to continue with this season and do the other stuff we're doing, like 90 Day Fiance and our different, all of our docu-series, The Deep End is up there. So it's all happening. Thank you so much. Happy Halloween. Happy October. You know what? Oh. I want to give a special mm -hmm. shout out to two patrons. Mm -hmm. Our one, okay. Renee. Thank you, Renee. Renee supports Chris on her lives. Renee supports me on my live. And Renee supports us here on Patreon. So we love you. Thank you, Renee. We see it. We appreciate it. All right, you guys. We'll talk to you later. Have a fantastic day. Bye. Bye.